You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Let me ask you something. Are you over Christmas? Is everything packed away? Are you over Christmas? Today's topic on Words of Encouragement. I entitled this sermon, Are You Over Christmas? Are you over Christmas? You see these men taking the tree. uh, They're about to load it into this big truck and take it away. By now, some of you have packed away your Christmas decorations and you're moving on with the new year. Some of you still may have just a little bit of Christmas up and that's okay. I like to leave a little bit of it up. We have one of our uh, nativities that stays up year-round. And I like to look at it every now and then and remind myself of what God did so long ago. This morning, though, I want to ask you if when you packed everything away and put it in your attic or storeroom, wherever you put it, if unintentionally you packed away the Spirit of Christmas. We make a huge deal out of Christmas, but then when it is over, we tend to go back to the grind of life and go back to fighting life all on our own. We do not have to if we realize that God is with us not just at Christmas in a manger in Bethlehem, but in our hearts that we carry with us every day. If we can remember that He is with us all the time, we don't have to fight as hard in this world to make it. Because we can lean on the Lord. And we can allow Him to do what He needs to do and to bring us what we need. The birth of Christ is not something that just happened one night in Bethlehem and has no continuing effects. No, the birth of Christ changed the world. When He died on the cross for you and for me, the power of the salvation He provided gave every man and woman the opportunity to have a new and transformed life. The excitement about the birth of Christ needs to continue. The effects His birth and death have on us must follow us all the days of our life until we dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Is the light of the Lord that was brought to you into this world at the birth of His Son, is the light of His love still shining through you? going to ask, if you will, to stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God from 2 Corinthians this morning, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. Bible says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not despairing. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Thanks be to God. 
may be seated. Well, first, and you see this picture, I caught that when uh, early morning before the snow had footprints in it, before the sun came out. But the light, there was a light in the top of our church steeple shining there. And I thought, I looked at that and I thought, the light entered the world. The light entered the world. Back in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2, just last year, we looked at this passage uh, from Isaiah. We talked about how Jesus is the light of the world and how he came into the world. Let's just listen to it again. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. What a promise. What a promise from God to us even today from way back in the Old Testament. What a promise from God that the light, His light would shine on those who are in the darkness. In fact, look at verse 6 of chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians. For God who said, light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. What is Paul saying here? The light that is Christ is shining in to the dark hearts of this world. The power of God, the love of God, the grace of God entered into the world in physical form on that dark night in Bethlehem. God became a man. His light has shone into our hearts. And with that light comes the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. It reminds us of the darkness that existed before creation when God said, let there be light. When God sent Jesus into the world, he was saying once again, let there be light. Light, not just so that we could see in the darkness, but light so that we could see in the spiritual darkness. That's the light he gave us in Christ. This time the light is the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. How do we know who God is? We look at Christ. We look to Jesus. And through Christ we're able to know who God is. We're able to know the glory of God. At this point, don't you know that Paul knows who God is? He knows who God is. He's writing to churches. He knows who God is. He knows about God. But this light is light that helps him to know God face to face through Christ, through Jesus. And Paul understands this, that this light that came woke him up and helped him to see who God is. This is the connection. This is the communication line being opened between God in heaven and us on earth. One might say the number of the world's telephone was dialed at the birth of Christ and the world's telephone began to ring when Christ died on the cross and rose from the grave. And when you, as an individual, answered the call, you allowed His life, His light 
to come into your life. Sure, you knew about God, but through this relationship with His Son, you now know God. The coming of the light that is Christ is what we celebrated at Christmas. The coming into the world of the light of the world. But that celebration, that celebration needs to last more than one day. Sure, physical presence are on that day and are around as long as they last. But His spiritual presence is the presence that is also there. And it lasts for eternity. That spiritual presence must be recognized in our lives every minute of every day of the year. And for those of us who have accepted Christ, He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He's with us. We bring out the nativity sets, you know, at Christmas. And, ah, you know, we remember that God sent him to be with us. But when we pack it up, sometimes we forget that he's still with us. He's, you know, we don't see a nativity, so it doesn't remind us. And so sometimes we forget. I'm not, I'm, I'm not just, I'm not saying, look, you need to have a nativity set up in your house year round. I'm not saying that. But if it helps... If it helps you to remember that, he's, that God sent Jesus to be with us, that's a good thing. But we also must never forget that Jesus grew up. He's not still a baby. He grew up. We need to allow Him to grow up in our lives. But He's with us all the time. So my question this morning is, has the light of Christ entered your heart and life? Has the light of Christ entered into your heart? Is He in there? Is He in your life? Is He controlling your life? Is He making a difference? Or is He just something we talk about every now and then? Or is He just something that, that uh, people, people like to talk about and, and make up stuff about even? Uh, or, or, or maybe discount Jesus. He wasn't a real person. Oh yes, He was. He truly was. He was the Son of God and He was a real person who lived on, walked on this earth. Has the light of Christ entered your heart and entered your life? The second thing, that the light that is in you as a believer, the light that is in you as a believer, let's talk about that. If you have accepted Christ, if you are a member of the family of God, then you have the light of the Lord inside of you in the form of the Holy Spirit. The Bible teaches this to us. Look at verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. What is Paul saying here? He's saying we carry with us the light which is Christ everywhere we go. And the light that is Christ, the power that is in the Holy Spirit who lives in us, that we carry with us, moves. It performs actions. It does that God uses us. And the power, the powers of God, it's not what we're doing, it's what we're allowing God to do through us. That's what's happening. It affects us in every way. He also makes it clear that any 
like I said, any greatness of the power, any time someone says, oh, well, boy, you just sang so well, or boy, I love the way you cared for that person and ministered to that person, that which happened, that which took place was of God. We were simply the vessel that he used. It's not, we don't get the credit. Oh, you're, wow, thank you, you know. I mean, we don't get the credit. God gets the credit because it's God working through us. That's what's happening here. The power that we have is of God, not of ourselves. We don't even, we're not even able to direct that power. I mean, we, God uses it. God directs us to someone. God directs us to do something. And when we do it, it's His power that's doing it. We're just simply the tool. We're just simply the vessel. This giving of ourselves over to God means any credit for anything we do goes to God, not us. This Christian life is one of giving up to God all that we are and all that we have. It's about giving up. It's about giving in, if you will. That's a tough thing to do. We're raised to be tough and to challenge things and to be strong and not give in. We don't want to give in to anything. Oh, you're a quitter. No, I'm not a quitter. I'm allowing God to do what He wants to do through me. That's what you and I need to be about. That's what we need to allow to happen in our lives is for God to use us. We're just a vessel. I mean, sometimes I just think I just ought to just sit in a chair and wait for God to pick me up and and use me and, and, and do something with me. We almost need to be to that point, truthfully, where we're just willing to allow God to do whatever He wants to do. When we speak, we speak what He wants us to speak. When we react, we react in ways He wants us to react. When we see people in need, we meet the needs as He would meet the needs. But we allow ourselves just to be a vessel. Look at verses 8 and 9. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. I love these verses. Perplexed, but not despairing. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. With God in the form of His Son living inside of us, we can face affliction in every way and not be crushed. We can be confused, but not be hopeless. We can be persecuted, but not abandoned, not struck down, not demolished. Why? Because we are always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our bodies. What what am I saying? What is that? We are carrying around the Holy Spirit of Christ, and as we carry Him around, His presence becomes real in our bodies. His presence becomes real in the world through us, through you and through me. As we interact in this world, as we minister to others in this world, God's presence is made real. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything. But you as a believer, as a minister of the gospel, you are that. I am that. We are. When we take Jesus somewhere, His presence 
is felt. It's experienced right there in that situation. We carry him with us wherever we go. He is manifested in our body, made real. His presence is made real in us. Look at verse 10. Always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. There it is. Paul is saying we cannot go about our days without remembering Jesus' death on the cross was for us. Anytime we face sin, let us see it as that which nailed Jesus on the cross. Anytime we face sorrow, may we remember that Jesus faced more sorrow than we could ever imagine. When we are pressed down with the weight of guilt from our sins... May we remember that He died for the just and the unjust. And that His blood covers all of our sins. Jesus, His power to overcome is with us. Not just when we celebrate it at Christmas time, but all through our days. The joy that God gave to us when His Son was sent to us. The joy of the coming of the Messiah can be with us every day. Not just on that one day, Christmas. In fact, guess what? It is with us every day. We simply need to tap into it, to pick it up, to remember it every day. The joy of the coming of the light of God into the world. He is with us as a believer. As a believer, He is with us. And that joy can be every day experienced if we simply remember what He has done daily. God's desire is that we be enabled through His Son to face and live this life on this earth. His desire is that we not be crushed, be caught in despair, forsaken or destroyed. He has given us all we need to live in this world He's given us all we need in Christ who lives in us. We have what we need. The moment we feel weak is the moment we need to lean on Christ. The moment we feel like we're, dis, you know, we're depressed, we need to lean on Christ. He's there with us. If we believe in Him, if we've trusted in Him as Savior, He's with us. He's not far away. He's not taking care of someone else's business. He's not not ignoring you. He's with you. He's with us. The moment we feel we cannot make it, Christ is there. This is the dependent lifestyle that God wants us to live. Not leaning on others, but leaning on Him and Him alone. This dependence is a healthy dependence. It's okay. It should also be a growing dependence, though. I know, I know that you probably see the world very similar to the way I do, that you, um, in, in this way, that you were, you were raised to think on your own and to do things and to make things happen on your own. You were probably not raised. Now, I don't know about some of these today. I don't know. There are parents that seem to be raising their children to lean on them and them alone to make everything happen in their world. 
But I think for most of us, we were raised to handle it ourselves and not to lean on others. And so it's very hard for us to become dependent on God, but that's where He wants us. That's where He wants you and me to be, leaning on Him. You're not going to nag Him. You're not going to make Him upset because here you are again. Hey God, I got, I need to, I, I'm leaning on you. He's not going to look at you and say, oh my goodness, again? Really? You're coming to me again? He's not going to be that way. You may have friends who are that way. I'm just saying, you may have some friends like that. Oh, please, I don't, oh no, oh, no, I'm not answering the phone now. You may have friends like that, but God is not like that. God wants to hear from you and from me, and He wants us to lean on Him no matter what. Ever had one of those dependent friends, one who can't seem to live or breathe without talking to you? It gets annoying. In turn, like I say, sometimes we feel like we're bugging God, but we don't. You can't talk to him too much. Well, maybe I'm just spending too much time talking to God. Really? Maybe maybe he gets tired of hearing from me. Really? No. You have a God who loves you and longs to hear your voice. Longs to hear you talking with him. Visiting with him. You have a God who cares about you. Who wants to share life with you? Will you let him do that? Will you lean on him? Lean on him. Just do it. Do not think, well, I've just spent too much time doing that. No. Lean on him. He wants to enable you, to empower you, to give you what you need to make it in this world. And you're never going to have what you need need to make it in this world if you do not lean on him. If you insist on leaning on someone else, leaning on what you can do, what you can make happen, you're never going to be satisfied. It's never going to work out well. Lean on the Lord. If you will live like this, you you will be a light in the darkness of this world. People will notice. People will look at you and say, well, my goodness, why? He, he, He doesn't seem to be so troubled over little things anymore. What's going on with him? He's leaning on the Lord and people notice and people begin to wonder, well, maybe I, maybe, maybe there's something to this leaning on the Lord. Maybe there's something to having a relationship with God. You will be a light in the darkness of this world. Your life will be a light for someone who needs to know Jesus. So shine, shine, family, shine, shine your light so that others can know Christ. Shine in your life, the light of Christ on others. Live your life aware of the power of Christ which resides in you as a believer. The power of God is inside of you. Live out loud your relationship with the Lord. Let others know who He is through how you live, through how we live. The world needs the light of Christ. Has the light of Christ entered your heart? Has it entered your life? Are you daily allowing the light of Christ to empower and guide your heart and life? Are you allowing it to guide you? If you're not, oh, 
If you're not, there's so much that you're missing out on. If you're not allowing Him to guide your steps and to show you what you need to do, to show you how you need to speak and to live, then you're missing out on what God can do through you and you're missing out on joy that God wants to bring to you. We're not going to have the joy of the Lord in our hearts if we're not living in a way that allows Him to live through us. The joy's not going to be there. Let let it happen. Let Him happen in your life. Let Him use you. Let Him work through you. Thank you for listening to Words of Encouragement here on the First Baptist Church podcast. Uh, We're glad that you joined us to listen in today. I tell you, as we make our way through this year, I've always kind of laughed uh, when uh, Christians uh, shout out a big call to prayer when their person doesn't win the presidency. Uh, it's funny. They, sometimes they remember to pray for the one that they want to win uh, when he wins, but then when the other one wins, it, oh, we've got a big call to prayer. Well, listen, let me just say, we do need to continue praying I hope that you prayed all through the last four years, and I hope that you will pray through these next four years. Look, just not because of who's president, because we just have a lot going on in our world, and we need to bring it before the Lord. We need to bring it to Him. And so we need to maintain that joy and that excitement that we had when we celebrated Christmas all through the year not to reiterate or to preach again, but just saying, (laughs) listen, I'm praying for you. I want you to know that you do matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Winsboro.